study tonight. Um, I'm calling it Striving Together by Growing Together. It's a, is the title of what we're going to be doing. Um, I want to say this right out of the gate. I was going to talk about it in a, in a little bit, but I want to say this right out of the gate. Primarily, the, the, a, a good bit of what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working out of a book. The book We have several copies of the book here. Uh, it's called Continue. Um, if you already have the book, then you're okay. If you want the book, we have, we have, uh, we, we were able to get some, uh, at Black Friday for half price. So they're $8. Uh, if you want one, um, she's got them. She's got, I think eight of them. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, they're eight bucks. Uh, I would, I would recommend that you get it for this study. It would, it would help as we go along. Um, well, you know, we'll we'll do what we can to help with the price, but um, uh, <clears throat> if um, if you want one, tell Jenny right now. She'll. Of them are already gone. Five of them are already gone. Well, go ahead and pass them out, and then you can collect the money later. Um, uh, and the. Uh, yeah, it, it's we're not we're not going to be limited to this book, so that's why I want to say. We're we're going we're going to be using this book, but we're going to be going a lot deeper in into the subjects. When I did the when I did this this study a couple years ago, well actually it's probably been about four or five years ago. Um, hey Jenny, I think Bob wanted one. Did you? Oh okay okay. Oh okay. Anybody else back there want one? Okay. <laughs> so um, now it's it's not necessary. You you don't have to have the book, but it it would just help it with some of the with some of the what we're going to be talking about. So, um, but I wanted to take a few minutes and and kind of share my heart because I think this is really going to go to the heart of of uh, what I'm trying to communicate uh, through this through this study. <clears throat> When I got saved in 1980, uh, June of 1980, uh, I, I, I knew nothing about God. Uh, I, I, I mean, I did not grow up going to church. Um, I, I just, I, I mean, I knew, I knew who God was, but that was about it. I, I honestly, uh, I, I knew nothing about the Bible, um, and my mom is probably going to be getting a recording of this and she's probably going to be horrified that I'm saying these things, but, uh, I, I just didn't. I, 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 f I felt totally, um, uh, empty when it came to any kind of religion. I didn't know there was a difference between Baptists and Catholic and Mormons and Jehovah's. So I had no idea what they were. I just figured they were just different names of, of churches. I, I, I had no clue. <clears throat> so I started attending Northside Baptist Church in, in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, where I was stationed in the Navy. Uh, she, she, uh, purely, I, I say this understanding I, I don't believe in chance, but by pure chance, uh, a friend of mine took me to the church that Melanie grew up in. And... <clears throat> 
Northside at the time, well, it still is, a, a very old established church and had a lot of old established uh, believers in it. And you can imagine, I felt very inadequate, if that makes sense, I, because I knew nothing. The, the pastor would make statements like, well, you guys, you guys know the story of you know, David and Goliath, and so I don't need to tell you that. And then he would go off on a totally different side, and I'd be sitting there going, who's David? David and who? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know these stories, and I felt, and so some of you may get frustrated in my preaching when I take the time, oftentimes, to tell the backstories of didn't certain passages of scripture because I don't want people in the audience thinking, "Hey, I don't know what he's talking about." So I felt very um, empty in many aspects of my early uh, days as a, as a believer. But God brought three people into my life. Uh, now, Northside, uh, the church, did not have any kind of discipleship program uh, at the time. But God brought three people into my life. A guy named, the first one that he brought into my life was a guy named Dennis Clements. Dennis is is my best friend. I've, I've known him since... Uh, uh, I got saved in June of 1980, and uh, he is now a pastor in Eden, North Carolina, and uh, he's actually been here once many, many years ago, but Dennis is a very, very dear friend. We've, uh, we raised our families together, um, we've cried a lot together, we've, but he was there for me. He, he was the one who really taught me how to pray. He, 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 he was very patient with me, and he, and he taught me how to pray. Uh, to this day, uh, I, I love hearing him pray. Uh, I, I can remember there were times sitting at his dining room table, and he would pray, and I would, I, I would literally look up to see if God was sitting next to him because it felt like he was just that close to it. And I, I, I can remember looking and, you know, kind of peeking up and thinking, wow, is God just sitting in the next chair? And, and, and I believe he was sitting in the next chair. And he taught me how to pray. And then there was another man, <clears throat> older man. He, uh, he's uh, since retired. I keep, I keep up with him some on the Internet. His name is Jim Reese. Jim Reese was our, our, our Sunday school teacher. He taught the college and career Sunday school class. Again, very patient man. Uh, took me out soul winning. Visitation taught, taught me uh, things out of the Bible and very patient with me because, again, I was very green and very uh, immature in many ways. Uh, but he was patient with me and, and, and taught, taught me and was very kind to me through the years. And then... The third person that God brought into my life was my wife, Melanie. Uh, she helped me understand a lot of things about the Bible. Uh, uh, I remember my first Easter. Everybody was getting excited about Easter, and you know, I had um, 
I hadn't, I hadn't had, I hadn't uh, experienced Easter as a Christian yet, and I remember asking her, "What's, what's the big deal?" You know, I, I grew up with Easter bunnies, and, and you know, Easter was. I remember, my, I used to hate my mom because she would make me wear a tie. I never knew why, but I had to wear a tie on Easter Sunday, and. Uh, 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 she sat down and she explained to me the importance of the resurrection for the first time. I'll never forget that. See, God put people into my life that helped me uh, along the way. <clears throat> they were extremely patient with me. Uh, they took time to help me navigate through Christianity. Uh, I would hear things at church and I would be able to ask one one or all of them, hey, what did pastor mean by this? Uh, and I thank God for them. So because of that, discipleship is important to me. Discipleship is something that when we started Grace Baptist Church, my wife and I have tried to do one-on-one uh, discipleship with as many people as we can uh, that have been saved. But... You just can't do everybody. It's just it's just physically impossible. In Matthew chapter 28, if you oh let me let me say this. Um, <clears throat> I told Chris tonight we're not going to be projecting uh, uh, Bible verses. Okay. The reason for that is you you need to get to know this book. Okay and. And I'll be honest with you, uh, because of projecting verses, uh, many of us have gotten lazy and we've not learned the book. So we're gonna we're gonna <clears throat> make you turn in scripture, okay? <laughs> and uh, those of you with your smartphones, it's a whole lot easier. <laughs> um, but let me encourage you, okay? And this this may be the old man in me. I don't know. Let me encourage you, get a Bible. Um, not that there's anything wrong with a smartphone or, or anything like that. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I just, I like the book. Amen. I just like the book. Uh, um, I don't know. It, it's just, again, it's just, it must be me. And along that line, we have Bibles for sale. Yes. Yes, we have Bibles that we give away. We have, yeah, we have Bibles that we can give away. We have Bibles that if you want to buy them, you can buy them. So, uh, yes, anything like that, please don't hesitate. But Matthew in chapter 28, <clears throat> we have what is known as the, the, the Great Commission. Uh, it is the last command that Jesus gave us on earth. Uh, it is Matthew chapter 28 in verse 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, <clears throat> if we were as a church or as individuals, if we were to only share the gospel, we would only be doing half 
of the Great Commission. What is, what is the Great Commission? To go, to go and tell and make disciples. So it is to tell and to teach. And so often it is, it is so critical then, and we miss the boat sometimes because we only do half of the Great Commission. It is important that we not only tell people about Christ, but we educate them about Christianity. <clears throat> so, I have talked to many people over the years. Grace Baptist Church in July will have been here 12 years. And over this 11 and a half or so years, I've spent multiple hours with many of you over the years. And some of you have told me that you struggle in your prayer life uh, or that you struggle in, in, in certain areas of your life. And, and <clears throat> like me, what, what happened with me, because, because I was never really discipled, I just had the, those three people in my life that, that really just stuck with me and, and helped me through there were some gaps in my in my walk with the Lord that I honestly did not get those gaps filled in until I went to Bible college in my 40s. Um, and you know, it sounds kind of sad in a way, but it's because I just I, I was never taught some things. So <clears throat> what I would like to do over the next probably several several weeks, uh, maybe even months, is to try and fill in as many gaps as we can in all of our lives. Because the reality is, all of us, no matter how long you've been saved, we all don't know it all. And I don't want to give the impression that I know it all, because I don't. I am a, I am a growing work in progress just like you. And I have found it healthy in my life as, as I have discipled people in church that have gotten saved. It has been a great exercise in my life as well. So I, it, it is a constant reminder of things in my life that need to be refreshed, if you would. So... <clears throat> my, what my attempt here is with this study is not to insult anybody who's been quote-unquote saved for a while. That, that's not the point. The point is we all have areas of growth that we need in our lives. I don't care how long you've been saved. We all have areas that we can grow in. And how many of you need a, a stronger prayer life other than me. We all do. How, how many of us need to be uh, learn how to be better servants? We all do. See, that's what I'm saying. We, we, all, we all can continue to grow. How, how many of you have figured out the book and you know all the answers? <laughs> yeah, like that ain't happening. <laughs> okay. I just said I can't remember. Yeah. I know all the answers. I just don't know what the questions are, right? Um, 
So, I, 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 you know, I, I, that's why I wanted to recommend that you get the book Continue because it, this, is, this book is going to be kind of the foundation of our study. Um, some of what we do is going to be direct quotes out of this book. We're going to, you know, there's going to be some of it we're going to read verbatim. Uh, there's going to be some of it that we're going to we're going to take rabbit trails and we're going to run rabbit trails and we're going to expound on some ideas that maybe the author of this book, um, you know, just I feel like we just need to cover something maybe a little deeper. But one of the things that I, I, I feel like is really super important, and, and that's this, ask questions. This is going to be a, a, an interactive study because the reality is this. If, if I say something and you're sitting there thinking, wow, I wonder what he meant by that or, or something along that line, chances are you're not the only one thinking that thought. And I can't address something if I don't know it. So if you have a question, just raise your hand. Um, ask the question. And, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, just like on Wednesday nights, I don't know all the answers. And if you ask me a question, I don't know the answer, I'll figure, I'll figure it out and get back to you. Okay? Uh, because honestly, there's, it's, I just I don't know all the answers. So, discussion is going to be a big part of this study. So at any time, as we're covering things, <clears throat> please please feel free to uh, to raise your hand. You will not be interrupting. Okay. <clears throat> any questions before we go any further? Okay. <clears throat> Second Peter, turn over to Second Peter, chapter three. Second Peter, chapter three. Now, now let me say this, <clears throat> and actually, it says it in the uh, introduction uh, to our book here. So I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But one of the one of the things that I want you to do is get used to using your Bible. Okay, uh, uh, I have made it way too easy on us through the years because I project everything, um, and, and we can get lazy about the Word of God. Now, let me say this: I remember when I first got saved. I, my first payday after I got saved, I went down to a Bible bookstore and I bought the the biggest black Bible I could find. <clears throat> I don't know why; I just felt like I had to do that. Um, and I, 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 I got home. I got home, and I started looking at this book, and I thought, "What do I do with it?" Okay, I, I don't know what to do with it. And I remember turning to the index, and I came across, and I thought, "Wow, there's even a there's even a chapter in here to tell you how to get a job." <laughs> so wow, this was, this is a pretty cool book. Now, at the time, I didn't need a job because I was in the Navy, so I thought, well, I'll read that one later. And, um, and uh, <laughs> but I remember when I was, when I, I, got, I remember going to church the first time with that big old Bible stuck under, under my arm. I went in and sat down, and, and the preacher says, turn to, you know, Hezekiah, you know, whatever, and, you know, I, I don't know. And, and, uh, 
I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I would literally, I would go to the front to the, to the content, and I would, I would say, okay, that's page, okay. And before I could get to it, he was gone. Okay, <laughs> it was so frustrating to me. So, and and then the other the other thing is this. Um, so number one, don't be afraid to use the table of contents. Okay, uh, because actually, it's embarrassing. But I was at a preacher's meeting in uh, up in Oregon that we go to up there every year. And the last time we were there, the, the pastor said to turn to some obscure minor prophet in the, in the Old Testament. And my, my brain just went, Boop. So I just turned, looked like I was there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm there, baby. I'm listening. Yeah, okay, we got it. I mean, I was not about to go to the table content. But don't do that, okay? Hey, we're, it's okay to do that. If you have to go to the table of content, go to the, I'd rather, I'd rather you, you do that than, than to be, be prideful like I was and just kind of flump through and just, okay, I'm good. So I just kind of looked over at my wife's and just read off of hers. And so, because, and I'll be honest with you, <clears throat> the way my brain works, because I don't know if it's a dyslexia or what, but oftentimes, especially the, the books of the Bible that we don't use a lot, I have to literally start at Genesis and go Genesis until I get there. And by that time, the the preacher's already gone. So so by doing this exercise, hopefully it'll get you a little bit more familiar with with your Bible so that you're you're a little bit uh, uh, more in tune with it. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, we have those. We have some of those finger things, right? Oh. Oh, oh, bookmark. Oh, okay. She's got some bookmarks that have the list of the books of the Bible on it. So that that would be a handy tool to have have in there. So if yeah, if you and uh, what they in the back. Okay, okay. So if you if you need one of those bookmarks that's got the list, that way you don't have to go to the table of content. Another thing that I did, <clears throat> I bought at a at a bookstore. Um, was the finger tabs? You can get those sticky finger tab things that you can put on, on the on, and that and that helps. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. So Second Peter, uh, chapter three, in <clears throat> verse eighteen. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Peter wanted to make sure that we grow in grace. It is important that we grow in grace. Now, I want to I go to the book now. So we're going to be in the book here for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it says, welcome to the discipleship journey. And I like the way he words this here because discipleship is a journey. Uh, it is a journey of your faith. It is a journey of uh, a lot of things in your life. Uh, it should it should cause you to ask questions. Uh, I like this idea of calling it a journey because that uh, I, that's exactly what it is. Discipleship is an exciting process of growing in God's grace 
and in your relationship with your Savior. And then again, the, the verse is there. Of course, a personal relationship with God begins with salvation. Underline that sentence. <clears throat> yeah, for those of you that have the book. <laughs> um, uh Do we need to order more books? Any anybody need more books? If you if, if you okay, yeah, we'll we'll order we'll order a few more, and then that way, uh, but well, we'll 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 figure it out. Don't worry about it. Um, you want one too, Rick? <laughs> Of course, a personal relationship with God begins with salvation. Okay? It's important that we understand that a relationship starts with salvation. See, <clears throat> if you are not sure, it continues here, it says, if you are not sure that you may have, uh, that you have been saved, or don't fully understand what that means, Ask the person that you are meeting with to explain it to you. So, obviously, we're doing this as a group. This, this typically is meant to be done in, on a one-on-one -on -one, uh, situation. But let me ask you a question. Do you know the, the Lord is your, is your Savior? Have you ever put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? In June of 1980, on board the USS Frank Cable, I bowed my head and I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I remember it like it was yesterday. I have personally known people that have grown up in church that have never put their faith and trust in Christ. They think that their, that their religion is going to save them. And it doesn't work that way. Let me give you a couple examples. When uh, at Northside, when when Melanie and I uh, were still in South Carolina, uh, a, a man in our church, a man that I loved and respected very highly, uh, was a deacon on our deacon board. Got saved. You say, well, how in the world can a deacon in a church that big not know he was saved? It's because he grew up in church and he, had, he knew the language. He knew what to say and he had heard it all his life. But he came to a point one day where he said, you know what? I've never put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and I got, I've got to do it. And he swallowed his stinking pride and he asked Jesus Christ to come in his heart and save him. What a blessing. About three years ago, I got a phone call from my son, Tim. Wasn't it about three years ago? And Tim, Tim says, Dad, I, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, bud, what's up? And those of you that have older kids know what I'm talking about. He was hemming and hawing. You know, well, you're making small talk that didn't make any sense. And finally, he's like, okay, all right, all right, I got something, I got, I got to tell you, Dad. I said, well, what's the matter, bud? 
He's like, well, I just got saved. My son is a youth pastor at a church in Kentucky, and he just got saved. And he grew up in my house. I baptized him when, what was he, 12? 10, 10, 10, 11 years old. I baptized him. And my, my first thought was, no, you got saved back then. But you know what I told him? I said, praise God, buddy. Praise God. Why? Because salvation went from here to here. And he says, well, he said, but I've got more news for you. Okay. What more could there be? And I didn't know it, but I was on speakerphone with he and his wife. And Raquel says, hey. I said, what's up, sweetie? And she says, I got saved too. She grew up in a pastor's house. Her whole life went to a Christian school. She knew all the the right words, but she never took that step of faith to say, God, come into my heart and save me. Back about 34, 33 years ago, Melanie went to a ladies' conference at the church we were going to at the time. 36 years ago? Okay, wow. You're old. <clears throat> 36 years ago, she went to this ladies' conference and and uh, she, she comes back from this ladies' conference. She says, Rick, I, I got to talk to you. I'm like, okay, yeah, what's up? You know, I figured she wanted to tell me, you know, what happened at this conference, you know. She says, um, I, I got saved yesterday. Huh? And I said something I probably shouldn't have, but I, I, I said, you mean I married a wicked woman? <laughs> a heathen. A heathen. No, I said a heathen woman. See, salvation is the most important decision that you'll ever make. There was a man, I won't tell you who it is because many of you would, would remember him, but there's a man that uh, he and his wife, uh, and well, his whole family, they came to church here for many years and they, they uh, have since moved away. But <clears throat> we, were, we were talking one day and he had, he had uh, as an adult, been in and out of churches his whole adult life. Uh, he was in the Navy and everywhere that they were stationed, they would find a good Bible preaching church to go to. And we were talking one day, they were having some some family, I wouldn't say issues, but I was just helping them through some things. And I happened to mention, hey, do you know the Lord is your Savior? Have you ever put your faith and trust in Christ? And he, he looks at me and he says, no, I, I never have. Yeah, he taught Sunday school, drove a, drove a bus for a church. He, he'd done it all. But he never put his faith and trust in Christ. See, it happens all the time. We get so used to the, to the language and the, and, the, 
and the um, the uh, um, what's the word? Um, the culture. That's a good word. The church culture. We get so used to it that we learn how to navigate our way through it, and we never take the time to to understand. I have a personal need of salvation. So before we go any further, I want everybody to bow your heads. Everybody. Bow your heads. And I want, to, I want you to ask yourself this question. If I, de- if I died where I sit right now, would I spend eternity in heaven? Ask yourself that question. How many of you could say to me with an honest heart, Pastor, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt where I'm going to spend eternity and I can give you a Bible reason why I know. If you can say that, I want you to lift your hand. Okay, you can put your hands down. It's very possible that there were some of you that could not raise your hand. Because you you cannot give me a Bible reason where you're going to spend eternity. And the reality is this. If you don't know for sure, you need to know. And I would love to talk with you. Is there anybody who would say, Pastor, I need you to talk to me about that. If that's you and you want, want me to, to pray for you and to talk with you, just lift your hand and, I'll, and I will, I'll, I'll make time and to talk to you. Is there anybody that say, Pastor, I need to be saved? Anybody at all, just lift your hand. I'll see it and I'll, pr- I'll pray for you. Okay. Dear Lord, you know our hearts. Lord, I just ask that you would guide and direct in our lives, that you would help us to be more like you in everything that we say and do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Uh, Back to the book here. Again, remember as we're going through this, especially in the introduction section here, this is mainly written for a a one-on-one kind of a, a situation. So, just as we read along, just kind of bear with me on this. But once a person is saved, discipleship is the process, uh, your blank there is the word process, of learning uh, what, is, uh, what it means to follow Jesus in obedience and in growth. Now, okay, let me, let me stop here and, and ask this question. Would it, would it help you if we got Chris... To, to project the blanks as we, as we come across them. Okay, Chris, we're going to need to work on that somehow. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I can get them to you, or I, I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure out how to do it. Um, uh, so what we'll do is we'll figure a way to project all the blanks, and then that way, because some of these words, as we go along, some of these words can get kind of complicated in, in spelling, and then... Anything more than three letters, Bob has trouble with anyway. So, <laughs> hey, did the live get disconnected? 
Okay, it's still streaming? Okay. All right. Okay, John chapter 8, verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said uh, to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Um, <clears throat> simply put, uh, a disciple is a committed follower, committed follower of Jesus Christ. Thus, discipleship is learning what it means to follow Jesus fully. So a committed follower is your next blank. <clears throat> now, the, the next statement here is, there's a little bit of a correction here. Uh, this, was, this book is intended to take 14 weeks. Uh, we are not, we're going to be, it's going to be far more than 14 weeks. So uh, you can scratch out the word weeks and put lessons because we've got 14 lessons that we're going to be going through. Um, your next blank here. Uh, uh, well, let, let me back up a little bit. Um, we'll study together uh, some of the most vital truths of God's word. Below is a summary of topics that we'll be covering. So the first one is scripture. The first one is scripture, the, and, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking in depth about that. Uh, we will be uh, begin with learning a little bit about uh, the Bible itself, who wrote it, uh, how we know it is accurate, and why we believe it. Okay, so that's just some of what we'll be talking about there. Uh, who God is. Uh, who You know, oftentimes uh, I get people will ask me, who, who is God? Uh, I, I remember uh, years ago, I got a phone call from uh, someone and uh, the person on the other line, uh, 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 at the other, uh, other side of the phone, anyway, you know what I mean, the person who was calling me said, uh, can you explain to me something? And I said, sure, I, what, what, do you, what do you want to know? And she, and she said, um, can you tell me about God? Yeah, like I'm going to, okay, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> because it was a female and I'm great at delegation, I said, here, here, babe. <laughs> she wasn't then either. <clears throat> but, <laughs> I, how do you answer that question? But this is some of the things we're going to, we're going to cover the nature of God, uh, understand who Jesus is, and how the Holy Spirit guides us in our Christian life. Okay, so that's just some of the things. Uh, Bible reading and prayer. Now this is, a, this is a, uh, <clears throat> uh, something, when we get to that, that, that lesson or those lessons, uh, we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of time there, okay, because I believe... Uh, it, it, that is a, a big part, uh, especially prayer, uh, is a big area that many Christians struggle with. And it is probably one of the most valuable tools that we have in our tool belt. And so we're going to spend a lot of time there. Um, but Bible, pre Bible reading and prayer, uh, in these lessons we will learn more about how God speaks to us through the Bible and how we communicate with Him through prayer. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I have had many people, 
over the last 11 and a half years tell me, uh, Pastor, you know, I've been going to church my whole life. Uh, some of them, um, you know, some of them have only been coming to our church. But anyway, I've been in church for a long time, and I, I still I'm not comfortable praying, especially in public. And you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of my goals in this is to to help us to understand not only the importance of prayer, but how to pray. Uh, because it's important. The next one here, Christian living. As Christians, uh, our lifestyle should point others uh, to God, just exactly what, what, what Rolando and Cassie were talking about tonight. It, it's, a, it's, an, it's such an important part of our lives. Uh, the, the, this lesson covers practical aspects of how that takes place. Uh, the local church, the, your next blank here, the local church, Discover why Jesus established the church, why it is so precious, and how and where you fit in uh, here uh, in this local body of believers. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time about this. Um, you know, one of the things, and I can, I can just tell you, okay, this, this is just how, how I am as a pastor. I very seldom will come to someone and ask, Hey, can you do this? I, I, I would much rather somebody come to me and say, Hey, can I do this? Why is that? Anybody? See, I want the burden to come from God, not from me. Because I, I, I know pastors who will guilt people into doing things that they have no business doing. And, and I don't want that. I want, I want people serving in our church because it, God has put the calling on their lives. And I'm here to tell you, God has put the calling on some of your lives. One of the things, and let me, let, let me kind of stop right here. One of the things that I want to do is as we get into this study, I may, I may take a chapter and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go out here and st stick it out here. I'm going to call on some of you men to come and teach some of these chapters or at least portions of them. Uh, Brian, stand by. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm going to pick on some of you guys and I'm going to say, hey, I want, you, I want you to do this. Why? Because it's important that we all get together and we all, we all teach and we all participate. It's important. What, how did, we, we talked about it in, in the, first, the first early church of Acts. They, what did they do? They, they got together and they all spent time around the Word of God. There wasn't just a single preacher doing all of it. We all need to be involved. <clears throat> Your next blank here, financial stewardship. Uh, learn, learn God's promises and principles of handling your finances with wisdom. I, I'm just here to tell you, it, it's, it's a subject that I don't talk about very often. It's, I, I just don't. I, 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 uh, it's not that I'm not comfortable talking about finances. I just... In the world that we live in, so many people have a perspective of church as, oh, all they want is money. 
so I, I don't talk a lot about it, but it is a major part of our walk with God. If we, if we will learn to give our money away, God will bring it all back. My wife and I, I shared this <clears throat> before, but my wife and I decided we were, gonna, we were going to give Jesus a Christmas gift this year. And we, we've done it before, but not like this, the, the caliber like we did this year. God has been very good to us financially this year, just unbelievable. And there were, there were three mission-type organizations that we wanted to give money to, and, and I knew of one that I particularly wanted to do and another one I was thinking about, and then she had a third one, and, and we ended up giving money to all three. And God's given it all back to us already. See, you can't outgive God. Your next blank, witnessing to others. Learn how to uh, share your faith with those uh, who <clears throat> do not know the Lord and how to become a disciple or uh, helping uh, others to become grounded in the Word of God. Again, not just telling people how to be saved, but how to then become a disciple yourself. Part of my goal in this whole process is so that later down the road, when other people get saved and start coming to our church, I can, I can take you guys and say, Thompson, hey, can you disciple these people now? That way my wife and I don't have to do it all. I know it sounds kind of selfish, but that's, that's part of the, well, I shouldn't say it's, it, it isn't selfish, it's biblical. So, meeting one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, we're going to continue reading here on page three. Meeting one-on-one -on -one with another Christian who knows and loves the Lord is an opportunity to have personal mentor who desires to be available to help you both in and outside the discipleship times. Now, again, this was written uh, for a single one-on-one -on -one thing, but the point here is this that's still a good idea. We should have a mentor that we spend time with. And, and if, if I can be that mentor, please let me know. I would love to, as, as much as I possibly can, spend as much time with as many people as I can. Your next blank here, your discipler is there to come alongside you and teach you from the Bible what it means to be committed follower of Jesus Christ's discipleship is also an awesome opportunity uh, to ask questions as you study God's Word and your disciple is available to help you find these answers. Again, don't hesitate to ask questions. It's important. Find somebody to spend time with you outside of our, of our little group here. Let's find someone. Um, uh, in each weekly discipleship meeting, uh, you will learn an important truth of the Christian life from the Bible and then have the opportunity to apply it to your lives through short assignments. Oh, uh, yeah, let me, let me finish reading. Uh, additionally, you, will, you, uh, you are uh, provided with five daily devotion 
little readings each week that will help you uh, become grounded in God's Word and further apply the truths uh, from the previous lesson. So if you if you turn to the back of the first chapter, you'll see the light gray headings. Okay, the 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 um, chapter one uh, the, the the chapters are dark gray, and then at the back of each chapter, you'll see there are a week's worth. There's five days of devotions uh, in in the back. So if you uh, let me encourage you to do those as we as we work through the process. Well, but those of those of you, those that have the book can can do them. Those that don't obviously won't be able to. So um, uh, it just be it would just be a good exercise for you to do those. Um, now <clears throat> we're almost done here, so let me let me. Uh, sum it up very quickly here what what are uh, what you should commit uh, we are we ask that you begin this discipleship course as a serious commitment in the following areas and that this is this is really where I, I, I hope that uh, it, it becomes a help to you a commitment to meet every week to finish the course I, I trust and I pray that as we work through this, that you, you commit to being here as often as you can. Uh, because if you miss something, it's going to be hard to, to make it up. Um, there are 14 lessons in this course. So it is about a, a, 14, uh, about a four-month commitment, uh, which obviously we're going to be stretching that out some. Uh, it's important uh, that you are committed to meeting each week until uh, you have finished the lessons. The second thing that we want you to commit to is a regular church attendance. It is important. It does us no good to teach and to, to help you if if you're not going to be in church. Okay, uh, church church attendance is is vital. One of the most significant ways uh, God strengthens our faith is through the preaching of God's word. Discipleship is an uh, exciting time to study the Bible, but it can never be substituted for a regular attending a preaching service of, of, your, of our church. So please make that commitment. The, set, the third commitment that we're asking for is to complete the assignments. Those of you that have purchased the books uh, at the end of it, like I said, at the end of every, every lesson, our assignments, Commit yourself to doing those. Uh, they are going to reinforce everything that we're going to be learning. Um, each uh, lesson has assignment uh, for you to work through during the week. These are in uh, the form of five daily readings or questions for you to answer. Uh, we pray uh, these assignments are the beginning of a, a daily time in God's Word for you even after you complete the discipleship. Because a committed follower of Jesus Christ is, in many ways, a journey of a lifetime, but there is no better time than today to get started. And then underline the last sentence, welcome to an incredible journey. I cannot tell you how exciting 
the Christian life can be. God has, God has been so good to me through the years. He's been patient with me when I've messed up. He's encouraged me. It has been an incredible journey, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So thankful. So very thankful. So we're going to stop here. We'll, we'll pick up on lesson one next week. Um, <clears throat> any questions before we before we dismiss in prayer? Yeah, we've got about 15 minutes. So um, any? Yes, sir. I okay. I I I entitled it because because it's, we're going to be doing more than just the book. I entitled it um, "Striving Together by Growing Together." Yeah, that that's what that's what I'm calling the study because because and this this is my premise. That my 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 thinking is this: if we as a church can grow together then we can strive together. But if we are not if we are not going to commit to grow together, then we might as well close the doors and 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 just go on go our merry way. Oh yes, the theme. Yes, that would help for those of you that were not here this morning. Our theme this year is growing together, uh, uh stri- striving together. Excuse me, Philippians Hold on, let me, I still have my marker there. Philippians in chapter 1, verse 27, only let your conversation be as it uh, becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit and one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. See, the idea of striving together has a purpose, and that purpose is for the faith of the gospel. And that's why we need to work together. That's why we need to grow together. And that's why if we will work together and we will grow together, Grace Baptist Church can make a huge impact in our community. I believe that with all my heart, or I wouldn't be here. But it's all going to start because we grow together in faith and we're going we're going to be we're going to be going through this journey if you would this journey of faith of growth and i am excited about it i've i i've been i've been looking forward to this i've i've been planning this for probably about 3 months and I've just, I've just been, I've been waiting for today. I'm so excited about what God's going to do through this. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What page is that on? Okay. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. We'll 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 figure out the the technical side of how to get Chris to be able to project all the uh, all the answers, um, and uh, we'll we'll figure that out for you. Okay. Um, do you have a book? No, but 
if if we're just doing the blanks, then we're it's 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 we're fine. We're fine. Trust me, we're fine on that. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be okay on that one. That's why our our CCLI covers that. Well. Well, I'll I'll call the I'll call the publisher and and make sure that that won't be a problem. But I I know the publisher and it's not going to be a problem. So I I can. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Paul Chapel. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a problem. But I'll contact them and make sure. But it, I'm I'm for sure certain it won't be a problem. <clears throat> so, okay. Anybody else? Okay. Well, we have about. 